This is the Homer Hour, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All studio at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Alongside ESPN's John Anderson, here's Emmy Award winner Homer. The best 60 minutes of your day. And yes, the Bucks fired their head coach. And we will get to that. Tony Smith will be on. My partner with Marquette Basketball with us at 545. I didn't ask uh, seven two and a half John Anderson of ESPN for his approval because even if we don't talk about Bucks, the two can talk as two of the great track stars in high school track in the state of Wisconsin. He's almost as famous as you are. I, I, I that, that we're not even close. He was a, he was a D one athlete of consequence. No, no, no. He didn't he didn't do track in college, but in high school, no. he, he was likely to set the state record in the triple jump, and he got mad at the coach and quit the team. <sighs> and, and well, it, at, at heart, we're all divas. Jumpers are divas. No, yeah, are they? I don't know now. I don't know how close you came, but the guy who held the record, Kenny Harrison, went on to win an Olympic gold. But he was a year older, and Tony was convinced he could break his record. He probably still holds the record. And he and the coach had some disagreement, and he quit. They were going to put him on the cover of the state track meet. You know, they have the, the program. Right. And they came to ask. <laughs> they go, no, you, you can't put Tony on the cover. He quit the team. So I don't even know if we'll get to the Bucks. You two can address that. So uh, good because I can tell about how I got smashed by Kenny more than once, and then after high school, watched him jump for four years in the Big Eight. One of my favorite guys. Really? Yeah. Wow. And does still he still holds the Olympic record, and uh, and still holds the record for the longest jump that was into the into a negative wind. Yeah, now, I, did, I didn't even know. Now it, I had it right. Kenny Harrison is that he was from Brookfield, I think. But who did he, who did he, yeah, who did he, where did he go in college? Went to Kansas State. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this could jumped, be. A- uh, jumped with a guy, he jumped with a guy named Burl Schweitzer Jr., and I think Burl Schweitzer Sr. may have played for the Packers for wow. uh, at, at one point in his career. See, I knew there was so much here, and it avoids me. I'm trying to calm down, and I need your help on this <laughs> regarding the Packer game. Yeah. I, I, I will never understand how Jordan Love throws that pass on first down. I, I never will. Like, he's played well. He's, I think he's got a great future. He's smart. I believe that was the worst, close to the end of the game, first down pass in the history of the NFL. Third down, maybe. <laughs> first down. Brett Favre does not throw that pass on first down. They compared him to Brett Favre and said, you need to apologize to Brett Favre until you can find me that he made such a pass on first down with that much time left. Explain to me how. I I just want somebody to ask him, and I still believe in him, but maybe you have an answer. I don't, and I watch that, and and, there are a few things in there that I I still am trying to kind of come to grips with, whether it's Savage dropping the interception. I might have kicked the field goal in the first half uh, instead of going for fourth and one. Obviously, uh, the Carlson kick is... You know, just 
you know, for I, I've been saying for oh. ten weeks he's going to cost us a oh, game. Oh, hold on, uh, but so that on. one is. Yeah, excuse me, sir. We're going to have to interrupt you because we have the comments of the host last Tuesday, just before the end of our show, Pebble. Next thing you know, you're in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I don't there. know that we got to get that far yeah. out of ourselves. I guarantee you. Know why? Because Carlson's going to miss a kick, and that's going to cost. <laughs> no, him. I'm not going to let you go there. <laughs> you should have let me go there. <laughs> you had already gone there. I think <laughs> so. Nostradamus, I I thought uh, everything's bigger in Texas, even the ass whoopings. You <laughs> predicted the end of the game. Tell us, Nostradamus. Tell well, us more. Well, first of all, let's go back to what you said. Uh, Jordan Love, and here's what bothers me most right. is because that's not a rookie mistake. That's not a fourth year mistake. That's like you never played quarterback in your life mistake. No, that's a Pop, right? How many, a pop Warner right? high school mistake. It is a Pop Warner high school mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what's really troubling. And he said afterwards, yeah, mortal sin, throw it over the middle. And I get it. You're late, and it's your first time. It's a little panicky. But he'd been in some situations like that, and it does. It makes zero sense, not just from quarterback of the Packers, but if he was at – Utah State making that like I just can't believe, you know, somewhere, um, somewhere every guy who's been his quarterback coach just put his hands in his head and like I know we went over that, <laughs> you know, no, high school wherever it was. No, you, that's and like so, going over yeah. bringing your helmet. I thought of you. Inexplicable. I thought of you, and I wanted to know if the quarterback at Missouri had done that against Kansas. I, I said oh. I don't think that. That seven two and a half, aka John Anderson of ESPN, would have been on the show for a month. I think he would have had to go on some kind of recovery. I will. I will back my guys all the time. It's okay to scold them. Uh, we can. It's. It's all right. We still love them, even when they make mistakes. Um, yeah, like I, I survived Missouri the fifth down because it was against Colorado. If they'd have done the fifth down against Kansas, you're right. You might have lost me right there. But you know. Um, I got a strong heart, so I don't know exactly what Jordan was thinking. He knows it, and you just hope you get a chance that someday he gets to to make that play. But despite the Carlson thing, you're like, all right, they uh, McCaffrey runs in. You're like, that's the best thing that could happen. I'll take him. I'll take a minute and three timeouts. I can live with that. Let's go. And I really did. I thought they're going to be there, and this kid, 17, is going to get another shot um, to. Uh, to redeem himself, and and then I'm shocked that I'm I'm really shocked that he did not. I was I was surprised by that, um, as you said, and that that throw just again. I, you're right. I don't now. I don't know if it's the worst all time. Uh, I you know like I missed some Portsmouth Spartans stuff back in the day. I want to emphasize um, it's the first down part, and I also you've yeah. talked about this and her players talk about it when you have that. Yeah. Rally that you need. The key is the first first down, and he threw a nice pass for eight. He couldn't. It was Got a top card. Then he gets Musgrave for three, and it's first and ten, baby, at the yeah. thirty-six. Fifty-two seconds left, and yeah. the reason I wanted the field goal at the end is because I wanted Jordan Love to you know get another chance or just to add more to the experience. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, there was a lot lost there. But then, honestly, it didn't take – I was disappointed. I think everybody was. But I only it takes long to come around from that to um, 
with a lot of optimism, right? Like, I'm all right, all right, cool. Let's go draft an offensive lineman because that's where they're going to have to draft now deep, and let's start training camp. I know I realize these guys need a break, uh, but, but I think there's going to be an unbelievable amount of optimism where last year there was an unbelievable amount of uncertainty. And I'll take those – I'll swap those two any day. I, I would agree that San Francisco, to me, stole one. The Packers were the better team and, yeah. should, and should have won Played the better. game. Played better, yep. But I think that goes to be the experience of the of um, of the 49ers. They're, they're a little older, been through some of that, although Purdy's young. But I, I just think they – they handled that situation where they were never in control of that game. I don't know that even when they took the lead, they were still feeling like they were in control of that game until it was all zeros on there, um, which is part of the reason I would have kicked that field goal in the first half. Uh, I said earlier, I wouldn't have, oddly enough, I wouldn't have done it a week earlier, given that circumstance, but after as well as they played with the Cowboys, you came out and thought, okay, they're listed as a 10-point dog. I'll take all the candy you want to give me because I think they're going to be within 10. And in those cases, I like to take points all the time because they're points and they count. Um, if I was a huge underdog and I needed stealing possessions and I needed to steal touchdowns, I can see going forward on fourth and one because something might be inevitable. But I think in that spot, um, I think maybe I think the first half field goal attempt or lack of it was perhaps coach's ego, and I thought the second half uh, missed attempt was just that was that was just uh, a really bad football play. And I, I don't know because we talked about you know they have to show a toughness. It would have been easy, not easy, but it would have been possible for Lafleur uh, when they when they went for the fourth down to say, based on what I've seen, we don't need to do anything. We just have to be us. I don't like you said. Just take the points. It's six nothing, and it's not like I have to have ten. We can beat this team. But I don't know what you're thinking that early in the game. Yeah, but I'm and I'm trying to think. Have they run? They literally that was the guy behind him. They ran the whole brotherly shove, tush push. I don't know that they've they've run some straight quarterback sneaks, mm-hmm. but I don't think they'd ever seen that at that point. I don't know. I, I might have just ripped Jones. I, I feel like in some of those spots, um, I need yes my best play and I need my best player, and I don't think they did that there. But and um, what hurts there's a, is there's even a lot of even with those things you've mentioned that and the pick six. They're still they're still the they're still in control to win the game. And just like I say, people forget with Kansas City and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. In the end, they still won the game. You know, when you when you object to a call like the in their case was whether the player was down when the ball went into the end zone and they had the the touchback, it didn't matter. They still won. Yeah, still won. Races a lot of things, and then when you win, it it. Uh all the warts are back. Which one of the ones was the, you know, which was the one that was the deciding one. So I, I don't always agree with coaches when they go, there's a lot of, there are a lot of plays in there that could have made a difference. And I, and I get that. Uh, but I use the example of if you, like if you have an old computer flow chart, like if they make that fourth and one, we still don't know if they score three. We don't know if they score a touchdown. You don't know if they fumble it out of the back of the end zone for a touchback, but on the field goal attempt to go up seven, like there's only one there's only one line there, right? There's no other play that has to happen. Those were points, and so I do think you can go look at that and go, yes, that is a play that cost us the game. They still may go down, but I, I just I just uh, you know ruined me, and it's just but it is that was 
they played fire with that kid all, all year, yep. and and it it got him at the wrong time. The fire know? they played with was that they made the decision that missing extra points was not like missing a field goal, because if they had thought of those as missing short field goals, he never would have been still on the team. You're not on the team when you miss as many as he had, but eh, some of them were just extra points. That that there's you know if if those were all field goals, he's not on the team at the end of the year, right? Oh uh, yeah, if you miss that many, I did go back and look because I was curious. I'm like, is that that's got to be one of the worst kicking yes. seasons ever? Do you know who has the NFL record for most? Missed field goals in a I, season. I actually do. I don't know if he he if he still holds the record, but the worst field goal kicker of all time was Paul Horning. Um, I think yeah. in his last year, it's he was like eleven of thirty three or something. Now he was twelve. He was twelve of thirty eight. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and what's crazy is he made his only attempt from fifty. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did not realize this until after he passed away because that would have been a great one to uh, to get an explanation for. Yeah, uh, and people have to look and realize how incredibly good kickers are. Um, right. And so to miss, I think uh, he missed, what is it, 12 or 11 or 12, I think relative to the average for a season, it, it is arguably one of the worst kicking seasons ever. It's like a Paul Horning by today's standard, but because they were extra points, they don't get looked at as the same way, apparently, in as a team, right? I mean, we're sitting in the meeting, and you're going, uh, you know, I think we're going to stay with him, and I go, wait a minute, he's missed six, and these are short, uh, unless we can explain some other reason, like uh, we're not having anybody hold it, and he's dropkicking this. It's not like those are more surprising than missing field goals, right? So generally a field goal is longer than that. Right. In in today's NFL, missing six is a bushel. Yeah. It didn't used to be that way. You know, it used to be that, you know, Chester Markle won uh, rookie of the year and missed like 14 that first year out when he came through. So it is different. And they keep – and the extra point – it was so easy. We're like, we got to move this back because it's no challenge at all because guys would miss one every six years. So, you know, it served its purpose, but 81%, which is kind of what he was during the regular season, uh, which, by the way, his 81% is basically what Mason Crosby's right. career average was. Right, but again. Uh, he just had that one stinko year that killed him. But, uh, but yeah, anymore, you gotta hit you got to hit 85, 90% right. of those and – the ones you miss have to be from like fifty-five anymore. Yes, um, yes. It's it's uh, Lenny Watkins said that one time. He talked about how the greens in the PJ Tour now are so good. He said guys make six and eight footers now, like we used to make three footers. And I think it's very much the same. Guys make forty-five, fifty-yard field goals before, like it used to be thirty-five and forty. Like ten, it's ten yards difference from when I grew up as a kid. So to um, miss yeah, to as many as he missed. Is it's it wasn't possible until he made it possible. All right, Rob Demosky, because you have things to ask. I with games, you remember one thing, or I think you do. With uh, you know, when the Packers lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl, I'll always remember Favre throwing, and Antonio Freeman was open on the sidelines, and they missed it. And then the next thing you know, they didn't. And there are probably other plays more important. I'll I'll never forget. 
first down late in the game. I can't. And I really hope that one day Jordan Love can just tell us the truth. I mean, he, he had to forget the down or something, right? He's, he's, because it would be easy for me to say, to you, seven, two and a half, I've given up on Jordan Love. You, 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 you know, about some things you can be perfect. I can never have confidence in him. And in fact, my confidence hasn't changed at all. I have exactly the same confidence I did before he made that pass. I'll just, I just want to know what happened. Sometimes we all get a rush of blood to the head. I, not, on, not on first down, sir. Not, <laughs> not even then. Not on first down. You have your thought about uh, uh, everything's bigger in Texas. I have my theories on first down. Not on first down. There you go. You, know, you don't <laughs> ever make stupid mistakes on first down. All right, Rob Domoski, nope. next. I tell everybody go to Fisco Auto Body because they're that good, and then you'll like them, and then you like me. It helps my reputation. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. On Forest Home in Franklin, family business owned since 1931. It's not what they do, it's who they are. So they're so good at doing it. By the time they do it for you, it's easy. They don't tell you it's easy, but the quality of the work will tell you it's easy. Fisco Auto Body on Forest Home in Franklin. So they have good auto body work. You'll like them, and yeah, you'll like me. Fisco, Fisco, Fisco to remember the name. Rob Demosky joins us, and so John Anderson can ask him all the questions he wants. That's seven, two and a half, John Anderson, because he high jumped that high, and uh, also from. ESPN, because John knows the question I'm going to ask, and I don't want to just obsess on it. So we'll get a little better look at the Packers. Take it away, seven two and a half. Well, listen, I, losing, uh, which I, I didn't think they were going to lose right until they lost, changed everything. Because my first question to Rob was going to be like, "Who the hell is Eric Wilson? What's he doing recovering fumbles and kick returns?" And then, and then when the game went south, I'm like, "Crap! I'm going to have to come up with a new line of questioning." Uh, I do want to know, during the season, you have disappointing losses, right? But guys have to compartmentalize and play the next week or they, they get boat raced again. Yeah. What's the vibe like Tuesday? They're checking out, and now the season's over, over. You know what, John? It was um, one of the more lively locker clean-out days. Normally, um, there's only a few guys in there, and there's a lot of moping. And don't get me wrong. These guys were disappointed. This is not to say that they were not disappointed. However... There was a lot of guys in there who uh, were almost ready to go again, if that makes any sense. You know, like uh, Sean Ryan, who's going to be a starter next year and was a part-time player this year, was like, I'm ready to start, start the off-season program right now, ready to start training. Um, I think there were, a, there were a number of guys in there that, you know, were the opposite of the rookie wall, if that makes any sense. It's like they got stronger mm-hmm. as the year went on. And I think you saw that with this young team, that they did get better and better. And, and I do think that there was a pretty good vibe around that locker room on Monday, uh, yesterday, when they uh, cleaned out and we had our last availability. Savage dropping the ball or uh, the first and ten uh, interception? I know which one actually ended the game. Which one could have made a bigger difference? I'm going to go uh, something totally different. I think it was the third and one and fourth and one failed plays in the first uh, half. You know, like you you get down there and you get nothing out of it. It's just you can't can't do that. Those points are too valuable early in the game. Um, I I do think Savage's pick was obviously huge, but I think not enough people are talking about the failed red zone trips, especially the one where they came up with zero uh, because they went for it on third and one and fourth and one. 
Would you have kicked it? I was all in on kicking it. I was too. I'd take the points on the road early in the game. Yeah, and I, I, I said I would have changed a week earlier if they had not played so well against Dallas. And you're like, okay, they're a giant underdog. You're going to need sevens. But here I thought they're going to be all right. And with that field, the game's going to be closer and the rain. And, and I thought, yeah, take the point. Now there's no guarantee you get them uh, even on, with I'm the kick. I was going to say with Carlson, maybe it wouldn't have been a guarantee. Do you think that was ever a thought? Uh, not at that point in the game. I don't believe so. No, I, I don't think that was a consideration. Like we can check with Tom Rinaldi. So we're going to go for it. <laughs> we can well, check Matt with our former colleague, Tom, Tom Rinaldi. He was not. But he sh- first off, you should have known, okay? One, like, just because of Tom, like, Tom is, he makes you cry, right? you got to get a box of tissues every time yeah. talk, Tom talks, even if he's talking about, you know, the, the coin flip. And so you should have known that even if you were trying to impart levity, I don't know that Tom's able to bring that story the way that that that, uh, that the coach meant it. But it was certainly – listen, if that's not how Matt meant it, I know that's how a lot of us who watched it went, yeah, that's exactly how right. I feel. Well, and not look, tongue in Tom, Tom Rinaldi's not just coming up with that on his own. Obviously, Matt LaFleur said it. So regardless of what the context was and whether he's kidding or not, like there is obviously a shred of truth in it or he wouldn't have said it. Right, but I, I, would not, I, I can't tell you how mad I'd be as a coach. I'd never talk to that guy again. I can't believe he didn't understand. Of course he knew the context and what it was said. I, 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 don't, I, I mean, I know these times, that's the biggest Bush more, League. More that's the biggest Bush League comment I can ever think of because we all know the context in which it was said. No coach is ever going to say anything assuming that would come out publicly. Do we agree on that? No coach, ever. Yeah, not, not, not without tongue-in-cheeking well, it. Yes. Pretty relaxed. And I think you say things in there to those guys to give them some, some background, but you don't think they're going to use it. Of course literally. not. That's what he thought. Other than yeah. if yeah. he was mad and he wanted him fired and Goody wouldn't do it. Now, if, he, if that's the background for it, is that he was praying because he thought the guy wasn't any good, and we all know that's not the case, right? It's not. No, I, I can't. I, I I can't comprehend that Rinaldi would use that. I just can't. Would you have used it, Rob? Uh, yeah, I would. Um, probably not. No, but, you. I'll, um, in fact, I'll say this. I got to calm down. My wife says I yell too much, but I, I'm just. You have such things that you haven't used. Sure, absolutely. Yes. Okay, and then I'll, I can move on. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I mean, let's, yeah, there, the competences kept are as right. valuable sometimes as the information that is delivered. Right, and you through. would do, John, I'll bet you probably have 50 of them like that that you've not mentioned because you understood. Yeah. And in fact, if it was close, either of you would say, uh, Matt, can I use that? Right? Well, that is the great point. Homer, that is the that is the best point I've heard made about this whole thing is you you would ask. Yes, yeah. and I can tell you what I would tell them. Uh, I'll never speak to that person ever again, ever. <laughs> well, Tony you're you're more wound up on that than throwing an interception on first no, down, no, Homer. No, I'm not. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm wound up because because I, I would say this. It's hard for me to choose. I'm more surprised by Rinaldi than I actually am. And then, then I am by Jordan Love, because I've always thought he was a pro. 
And you don't have to be a pro. That's like a the, It is it is not a character from the guy I know, right? Like he's a great guy and he is really good at his job. He's so made, it, it is a bit out of character. Yeah, he's made people cry sure. a thousand times. Okay, he's Side the greatest crying reporter. This year, don't you think? What? Sideline reporting has taken a hit this year, don't you think? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, as, at least at least at least he didn't make it up, right? At least LaFleur didn't say it. <laughs> and it was right, right, LaFleur did, did not say it. he didn't say it. You're all right. And he didn't use it is it, it is an AI. It was really him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I texted more than one person before the final drive that I said, you know what? I wouldn't mind twelve here. Uh, <laughs> it might have been the only time all year where I thought, eh. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having the experienced hand right there. But then 10 the throw, the last throw was just that. so out of character from what we've seen the last yes. you know, two months. It, it was something that we might have seen early in the year, but it was not something that he has done recently, and that's what made it so surprising to me. So he copped to it, right? He said it's a mortal sin, blah, blah. But he hadn't really explained it. I have you. I haven't seen where he said, "Yeah, I thought yeah, I saw Watson, but it didn't look open to me." It seemed like there were a lot of red-shirted guys around there. Like I, I don't know that I've seen a decent explanation from him as to what he was thinking. He did say in in the long answer after the game that he did not see the backside guy. Now I don't know if the backside guy was Dre Greenlaw because there were like three or four guys around it, and if Dre yeah. Greenlaw didn't get it, somebody else might have. Uh, uh, seven two and a half. Can I ask Rob my question? Go for it. Can you someday get Jordan Love to just explain why he did it? <laughs> He's really hurting. What? <laughs> that will be a question I'm sure that is asked the next time we get to Well, and I want to emphasize, because I've had this debate with people. They say, I've seen worse. No, you haven't. Not on first down. I claim the worst <laughs> late-game first down throw in the history of the NFL. Given, you know, not like with 10 seconds left. And I've never broken down the uh, first and, down Because you never had to. You never had to because no one ever did it. Well, it's point. first and ten. And, again, because I still like him as much. It hasn't changed my view of him at all. But I just, He panicked made a mistake, I would assume. What? I, he had to forget what down it was. Because it the, could be. we agree that the, no one was open. There was nothing special where no. you could say. So he knows nobody's open. Right. He's already outside of the pocket, so he could have thrown it away. So I, and I don't know that he'll say it, but I would say people still like you. They, they, Homer just needs to know. (laughs) And, and Rob, you don't have an answer, right? You're just, there's, you can't comprehend, right? No, no, it is, it is unanswerable at this point. Yeah. Like Favre, you would have understood. But I don't think, and I said, they need to apologize to Brett Favre. He would never do that on first down. And I don't think you can find any case. Somebody came up with, you know, Were any of those six interceptions against St. Louis on first down? Right. Remember the playoff game where he threw six yeah. and they finally pulled What down was it that he threw the one, the one to? Yeah, what down was it on the, what down was it in Philly uh, after right. fourth and 20? I want to emphasize, you may it. throw some at first down earlier in the game, but I'm saying late in the game in that right. situation. No, I know. But I know, I know you're kidding around. And and I I don't know that his people would tell him to tell the answer. You know, they would say, "Look, it, I've moved on. Write whatever you want, say whatever you want. I'm not going to be a party to it." But um, I can't I I can't think of anything about that game other than that. What well, what is seriously the, it, to both of you? I ask. Game. Yes, same thing. 
Fourth and 26th game was Favre's interception overtime. What, what down was that on? Ooh, that's that might have been first. Is that the one he said Bill Schroeder didn't uh, didn't go the right way or Schroeder didn't go the right way? What, what about yeah, the all one in, uh, Brian Dawkins took it to Dawkins took it to Hall of Fame. So uh, again, it's possible, but uh, might not be the worst ever. All I know is it reminds me of uh, when when Jerry Rice retired and we had Steve Young on talking about it, and I asked him, uh, you know, like what was the best touchdown pass you threw to him, and he, you know, what is this one? And I said, what was the worst pass you ever throw that he bailed you out of? And he instantly had it. And I think Jordan Love in his career has this moment where, like, give me the throw you want back out of the 10,000 you're going to throw in your career. Right? And he's going to be like, that's the one. Uh, I will defer to both of you. What's the play that you're going to remember from that game? Uh, And I'm sure it's not the same one as mine. Rob? I think the touchdown pass to George Kittle. Okay. Because do, we get, do we know why he was go, why he was going to why he decided man coverage was the play of the day there all of a sudden? No, and then that leads me to my question for you guys: is where do you guys stand on Joe Barry right now? Um, I can live with him coming back. I think that uh, the most important thing to tell uh, Matt Lafleur, and I still think he's kind of soft, is. If this decision is made to even 1% based on what the fans think, I will fire you immediately. Yeah, I don't think it is. I, I, don't, I don't either. Think so I, I, uh, I think he, given how, given as the season and the stats, people should be way madder at the, about the kicker being kept then. I totally so, agree. So, I mean, you know. That was an yeah. organizational failure not to bring competition in because all we heard all year with this rotating offensive line with Sean Ryan and John Runyon was competition's great during the season. Well, why wasn't it great for the kicker? Uh, seven, two and a half, your play of the game? Uh, and it's because I was on the whole way. The kick, I think it changes everything. If the kid makes the kick, both field goals. If they take the one in the first half, which I said, the first half kick, not taking that to me as coach's ego. I got the play. And the second half one was just the guy. Finally, all the all the near misses became, I mean, in terms of costing you a game, became the big miss. And, and yeah, if he's back next year, that's fine. You got a little investment in there. You better have guys there to, to come up against him. And, no, Joe Barry would be gone. And it's not just they have to – like, Rob, I don't know about you. Like, I, there were times in this game I'm like, where are Quay Walker and where is Rashawn Gary? Everyone saw him made a play, but they seem to have some – they have long bouts of unexcused absences, and I think that goes to him too. We heard all uh, spring and summer we're going to play more aggressive on defense. They did not. Uh, uh, Rob, before you go, I want you to hear uh, – I call him 7-2.5, but Nostradamus might be his new nickname – this was the final few seconds of last Tuesday's show. Next thing you know, you're in the NFC Championship game. Yeah. I don't hey. know that we got to get that part yeah. out of ourselves. I guarantee you. know it's... why? Because Carlson's going to miss a kick, and that's going to cost <laughs> No, him. I'm not going to let you go there. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it wasn't exactly going out on a limb. He had missed kicks <laughs> right. nine of the previous 11 games. <laughs> but he could have missed it one... another time of the game at the yeah, end of the right. Good call, the Dan. nice thing is is that he's missed enough that I can't be the jinx guy, right? Because otherwise, if he'd been perfect, you're like, oh, way to go, Anderson. Way to put it in the universe. This That's isn't on me. Not this one. Rob, thanks. Oh, I, I agree. All right, we'll see you guys. Tony Smith coming up in a bit. But the third quarter with 7-2.5, John Anderson, ESPN, next.
you live and study and get a world-class education and leadership by joining the U.S. Army <laughs> ROTC. As an Army officer, you'll work side-by-side side with peers who support your growth, and you'll become a role model, mentor, and decision-maker in any environment. At any scale, it's a challenging path, but along the way, you'll sharpen your skills and show yourself and those around you exactly what you're capable of. Decide to lead. Go Army.com slash officer or contact your local Marquette University Army ROTC program to get started. Anything else, 7-2.5, John Anderson of ESPN, that you want to mention regarding the Packers game? No, other than I'm filled with optimism, right? Like, I'm right. I think that they they went out just um, late in the year when they had to win some games after uh, a couple of bad performances. They they showed themselves that they can gather themselves, that they're kind of in that regard a mature club. I think that they've shown that they've got a lot of ability in a lot of spots that's good. I think they got to do something about defense. And then I would just caution people that, once again, when the draft comes, because where they're going to draft, it's not going to be sexy. They're going to take an offensive lineman. <laughs> it's just going to be – right, like that's just going to come. You can listen to all the really cool guys, and we can figure out how to make – 17 trades to get, you know, somebody really sexy off the board. And they're not, and they're going to draft them wherever they're 20-something, and they're going to take a tackle. Enjoy. I I don't expect them to change anything. I mean, whatever, nope. however Goody has done things, this, this development of the players he's drafted, and I think I and I would say anybody should feel more confident going into the draft given what he's done the last couple drafts then prior to. I mean, the biggest concern I had about tight ends and wide receivers is that he had drafted horrible ones for a few years, and now he's, as I say, blue flame smoking hot. The The confidence in Goody as a drafter should be higher for everyone, right? Yeah, and, I, and, and it'll be curious to see because I think they lose most of that whole Aaron Rodgers has cost him $40 million be curious to see if there's any they're never going to be i think splashy rages but i think they they're not handcuffed which is good uh and i think lafleur comes out of this as a better coach here whether it was limitations whether it was expanding guys you talk about like all of a sudden like when did you ever see the tight ends use quite that efficient i guess to some degree they had so i just think he comes out of this with with um, that I think he he's an improved guy, and yes. and there'll be lessons for him to learn as well that that's going to come out of there. Um, that maybe you don't get in thirteen and three seasons, and so I think he's built kind of a bond with his team that as they grow and grow together, I think will be invaluable. And lastly, because we'll break and then have Tony Smith talk about the Bucks and uh, high school track and your greatness and his. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, ten being you would just be irate. If Joe Barry comes back, I'm like a, I'm like a five. So you're just on the fence then. Five no, is I, on the if fence. he brings it back, fine. If he doesn't, fine. I mean, you know, I right. Mean, so that's that's not a fence. The the, the 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 way the team responded to Lafleur, a young team, horrific, mm-hmm. early in the season. Young teams that are horrific generally get even more horrific. The bounce back of the team and. I have to give LaFleur immense amount of credit. So his softness or intellectual approach makes me think that it's not as horrific as it would feel or as fans feel. And I desperately don't want him to be deter- decided 
care about what the fans. I'll still be listen. I've been in this long enough. You too. Like nobody really roots for a guy to lose his job. I don't want. Right. But if, if it's a seven or eight. No, right. I think okay. the guy's cat. Like I, I think he's got more than just this year on his resume. Right. Um, he does. And those few games. Now, some of it has to do with who's available. Is there someone there? Is you know, change for change's sake is not great. You got to find a way to improve it. Right. That's like you sit around and. You just complain all the time about the drafty windows. Okay, well, are you just going to – you could move out of the way of the window. You could put weather stripping out. Like, yeah, if you got a problem, then you're going to complain about it, then you gotta have a you got to have a solution. So can you find – is Wink Martindale out there that you want? I don't want Patricia. He might stick a pencil in his eye. But is there something in there where you can do better than what you have? Then, then I think you explore that. But I don't think that you um, – that he's done enough in three and a half years to warrant – Keeping that position, and I, I think there's a the, lot of the premise that so, you're not taking that big a risk because the chances are you can probably find somebody as good, if not better. Yeah, but yeah. but if you stay, the chances are you've got now what forty, uh, what seventeen seventeen. You got you got fifty one games, fifty two games to work on. I feel like that's enough body of work to know what you have there, and I don't think over those fifty two games that you can see enough there to warrant um, the status quo. I can, I, I cannot win an argument with you on that. Tony Smith, next. to get Tony Smith see if we can fit him in because we certainly want to talk about the uh, Bucks firing their head coach I think it's sometimes it's got, that's got to be close to a record is how quickly it was done do you wish to uh, help us with any uh, information or insight I don't know it's it's one of the closest uh, one of the you know the, uh, the shortest tenures you have it is um, as the day started, Homer, if you'd have said, yep, because of bad defense, a Wisconsin coach was fired, I would not have guessed it was going to be the one in Milwaukee. I would have guessed the D.C. and Green Bay. Um, I, I can't decide if I am applauding the Bucks for going here. We have a mistake. We realize it, and we are going to make a decisive move to fix it. Or if I am like, how did you make this big a mistake to start with? I went back and read the press conference, right? We were blown away. We were, first we talked to everybody from the arena ushers to, you know, every underling, and he was great. And we brought him in, and he blew us away in the interview. Then we brought him back for a second with Chuck Talk, and we're like, this guy's amazing. Like, what did you miss uh, that this would happen? I get that Giannis has input. Uh, but what did you miss that you decided this went off the rails so badly you're 30 and 13, so your record's not terrible. So you see there's even more pro- – the problem isn't kind of the record, the defense. And then maybe should we have all been asking this question right when Terry Stotts, a week before the season opened, left? Yes. So I, I have a lot, of, a lot of questions if I was up there. But the first one would just be, how did you miss so badly on, on going through this vetting process that this is what you had in the interview? About, and how would you miss? But I would ask you – is what's the indication that they missed that badly? Their record is good. 
they're they're certainly giving up more points and not playing the same defense. But uh, I thought when you go with Damian Lillard instead of Drew Holiday, you're going offense over defense, and you're likely to score more and give up more. I mean, that that's my question. So how yeah. you did they? They're thirty and thirteen. So if you if you fire a guy when you're thirty and thirteen, yeah. I'm going to agree. And I'm going to agree with you. Miss. And you haven't even said then, it. I want to let you know. Then I'm somehow agreeing. you missed. Yeah. Somehow so, you missed. Then you are admitting that you missed. Or that there's something. You could. You yeah. could string it along easy enough, yes. and you could go with that. Listen, we were not going to. By the way, you dropped from top five in most of the most of the analytics, the statistics, and the metrics down to into the mid twenties. It's it's more than the one guy. Even though Holiday's a great right. player and a better human being, um, so. But, yeah, that I, I feel like you've kind of told on yourself, haven't you? Well, I go by, and I, they're just too many. I go by difference. Like, if you're giving up 120 and you're scoring 125, like in point differential, they're fifth best in the NBA or in the Eastern Conference. I don't know where they were last year, and I'd, I'd have to look. Um, they're, I don't know how many, you know, you're, they you're, probably. Your best player, your superstar player, sat in the press conference, the news conference after a game one time, and said, well, "I don't really know what our defensive philosophy is." It's, yes, yes. And then, so how do you that's win? A, how are you winning? That's a, a tough sell. I agree, but you know, that at, some, at some point, at some point, you know, you you get to the playoffs and you don't get to play the Pistons like you did yesterday, or you know, the, they had the really impressive game against the Celtics recently, but you know, a, a good team that really moves the ball. You watch the Pistons play an offense, excuse me, the Pacers, and the Pacers beat them four out of five. You know, maybe right. this is, I don't, maybe there's more weight, Homer, to the NBA Cup than I know of. And that when they didn't win the NBA Cup and the Lakers did, that was it. That now, was the first, that was the first crack that somehow that was an actual important thing. I don't think that's right, but you never know. Now I'm looking, last year they were fifth best in the league in point differential at plus 3.6. This year, they are ninth, and they're at plus four point one. So, um, teams like the Knicks and the Timberwolves, and I, I mean, I, I, I will defer to you on analytics. I mean, all these other things to me are important if they best explain how you're outscoring the teams. There's to me no better no better way to show that a team's really good is by the margin of their point differential, right? Isn't that pretty simple? They're like the Celtics are winning by an average of ten points a game. Yeah, I think that is one indication. And I'm not in all metrics all the time, but I do think if there's a big enough gap, right, that between these two, then you go, okay, that's significant. And that's a, and I think there is. And over 43 games, I, I think there are probably some lopsided ones in there that can go. Uh, it probably. Uh, right. And they're sixth. Out they're, at some point, right. They're but, sixth worst in points um, given up at 120, which tells you the, the, the game has changed. I mean, game has totally changed. Yep. So. You know, listen, last night there was a guy that scored 70 and yes. another guy that scored 62. And we, I can leave you but, with this comment, and I'll let you get back to that, but I'm more convinced than ever that Giannis could score 100 in a game. If he makes all the free throws, he, yeah. could, he could get close. Yeah. They leave him in there. Yeah. You know. That's what Will had to do when he got 100. I, he was crazy at the free yeah. throwing. Right. Now if they can just schedule a game in Hershey, Pennsylvania, bang. <laughs> Yes. We're ready to go. All right, go back back to Uh-oh. what you were finishing with the Bucks because I did. I apologize for interrupting. That's right. I, we got sidetracked. Where it is? I, again, I just go back to the fact that it, all those things you mentioned, 
that would seem to think everything is fine. Yep. You fired your coach. Something's yep. not fine. What's the not fine? Right? What's there? And and hold on yourself that that it's not. And so what is it? And now I don't know if you dig a little deeper into like, well, you must have had some indication because Terry Stotts, who's a pretty well respected guy, really respected mind in the NBA, a lot of head coaches. He chose to walk before yes. the fourth start of the season, a week before. One of the so nicest guys like, ever the in the NBA who could put up with anything. He decided to leave. Yeah, we have so to stop this be, because I got to get I got to get uh, uh, Andre uh, Anderson Damas on one more time for the end. This is what was stated last week at exactly this time at the end of the show by one. Next thing you know, you're in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, I don't there, know that we got to get that far ahead of ourselves. I guarantee you. Know why? Because Carlson's going to miss a kick, and that's going to cost. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you go there. <laughs> You've set a standard very high, sir. That's terrible. Uh, I don't have anything this week. I'm going to tell you this, though. This is where I am because now we're in it's baseball season in my world. I am on. I am driving from Connecticut to Green Bay. And my wife said, oh, okay, I will book you. How far you want to go? Last time I went to South Bend, she goes, I will book you a hotel in South Bend. I said, Craig Council is from South Bend. Book me one in Michigan City. I'm driving through South Bend and going to Michigan City. Yeah. You just made a bad decision. I'm from South Bend, but I love the logic of it. You can find hotels in Michigan City you will regret. But great, great, great background. Great opinion. I didn't say I'm going all the way to Gary. I just said take me to Michigan I'm, City. I'm, I'm trying to help you out, buddy. You're in trouble. And I don't have to worry about the Chamber of Commerce in Michigan City. Seven, two and a half. You should know this, right? Yes, I do. I don't let these things go, babe. I hang on to it for a while. You have a great hotel in Michigan City. It's part of next Tuesday's show. (laughs) Next.